All right, everybody, welcome back. Oh my goodness, today's guest I've I've known for very long. Arshler, so how we met. Very exciting. Melody, hello, welcome. How are you, Bruce? Doing it's so good to incredible. see you, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, let's begin. Where are you right now? Because most people, I think during COVID, they've really stayed in their spots, but you have made some crazy moves recently. Let's let's uh, dive into that. Yeah, so I'm in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, and mm -hmm. I actually moved here before COVID. So it's been like hmm. two and a half years almost now. So pre-COVID, like I was just out. Yeah, what 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 was the because um, you're originally from Virginia, right? Just I right, am. Right Should we talk about how we know each other? By the way, let's do it. Let's begin there, and then we'll tie. Oh my god! Now. Yes. Well, okay. So begin. Amanda, my sister, probably will kill me for this, but oh wow, oh wow. it's okay. I mean, twenty years old. I was twenty years old, <laughs> so I'm twenty eight now, and we met on a cruise ship going to Bermuda, Bermuda, right? To Bermuda, yeah. Yeah, yep. and we all met one night. My sister was demon drunk and she kissed you <laughs> well, we'll oh my god passions she's literally gonna pop my ass for that one <laughs> passions are definitely high i will say that and i mean it's a cruise everyone's having fun and you're in the middle of the ocean and just very totally. vibes. yeah salty water never know what's gonna happen right right well we were also it was me and a friend of mine samuel and then you were there with your family and yeah. your younger sister rosie we also all we're all hanging out together and we're all just yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. And we've managed to keep in touch for over eight years now. That's yeah, unreal. Incredible. Yeah. And and we had met up, we what was that, three years ago? Maybe? Yeah, three years ago. You came down to Virginia on a road trip, for, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we, I was right but before I New Year's. Oh, you one other time, did I not? Or did I? Did no, we not? I think that's actually it. So it was that and then the visit to Virginia. Cause then the next morning we had breakfast with your family, friends, all this stuff. Yeah. For this part. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> wild. I Very can't believe wild. like Life just, it's so crazy to, to whenever I think about all the things that have happened in life. It's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, this, so this is definitely, I mean, this is up there, I'm assuming, right? Because you find a way to connect with someone in a short little interaction. And then down the road, wait, wait a second, we have that base. We don't see each other frequently, but you still have that kind of relationship. That you've I know. It's right so now. wild. And you've done so much with your life, like since then. And I feel like I oh. have too. Well, too sure. And like, you're, honestly, you're you. so inspiring. And I admire you <laughs> for all the things that you've done. Like oh, well, thank you so much. Like, I mean, I Melody, honestly, I, whenever I, I speak about you, I'm always like, Bruce is the shit. Like, you are oof. awesome. You're going to change the world just by being you. That's mm. fact. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, no pun intended, but that's like a music to my ears. That sounds like a melody to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, incredible. So well, let's, let's talk about for yourself, being someone who is really based in Virginia your entire life. And it seems that you caught this bug i'll say but more so an inspiration to not only want to travel but to live life more on your terms whether that's who you're working for what you're doing how you're spending your time where you're living how did that all begin and what's been the catalyst to really get you going so growing up i was always very kind of like independent and i think my parents always gave me the freedom to be just like who i am and they always inspired me to just my dad he literally raised me and he would say like growing up all the time do what you love and you'll literally never work a day in your life. Hmm. Just follow your passion. Like, don't worry about this and that. Just literally whatever makes you happy, just follow it. And so we also, my mom loves to travel as well. My dad somewhat, but my mom loves to travel. And so I think just over time growing up, like 
also was a cheerleader my entire life, a competitive cheerleader, and we would travel to different places. Mm. And I just remember on these trips, I would just be so inspired by new places and meeting new people and just seeing different things. And so as I got older, I was just like, what makes me the happiest? And traveling was just that. And so Mm. I feel like I was at a point where I personally, like I just followed my passions throughout life. Like after high school, I I knew I didn't want to go to college. I was just a little social butterfly. And I knew I just wanted to get straight into like a trade. And I ended up stumbling into the salon and I was like, this is what's meant for me to do. So I started doing that. And at a young age, I feel like I just slowed, like I was always really good at saving and I became decently successful by an early age, at least for, in my eyes. And from there, I was like, I'm tired of waiting around for other people. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do this by myself. And so I just started traveling the world by myself. And one thing led to another. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go live in another country. Why, Why just keep traveling? Let's go like pick up our lives and go yeah, see what else yeah. is out there and just literally dive into different cultures. And it's been unreal. Yeah. So, because you've been able to see, I mean, this journey more so began what I think 20, cause you said you're 28 now. So what was it? 22. I think you started really this movement. When I really started traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first solo trip was probably when I was 22, hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, the topic of that is so interesting because I mean, at least in the States, we have the culture of you turn 21, there's a sense of independence. And when you're 22, typically you finish school and then it goes, all right, let's travel just everywhere, which is what I do. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Actually, for my 21st birthday, me and my best friend in the world, Corey, shout out to you, Coco, if you're watching this. She's watching. She's watching. Or maybe listening. Maybe listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe listening. But um, so she... um, we took our, our 21st birthday trip to Las Vegas. And that, that was the first time I had really taken a trip without my family. And then I realized like, oh, I can do these things by myself. Like I don't need someone to hold my hand. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think just one thing, like, you know, the domino effect after that, just one thing led to another, the yeah. next trip and the next trip, et cetera. So. Yeah. yeah. And it starts like, it starts really building momentum too. And it's really when you, you get that bug, it just sort of builds. So the first totally. time I'd ever left the country was 16, which, was a really massive event for family and stuff like that. But then it's at that 22 age, finished college and the typical, yeah, let's backpack throughout Europe and stuff like that, which yeah. I will say a lot of fun. Not, I mean, definitely exciting and could be glamorous. Just you learn so much, right? Because you have all of your, how do you say, it? you have all the externals are changed, right? So really you figure out in a new external environment, who are you internally? How does Melody right. transfer to the culture of the UAE. How does she act when she's about to go on a trip to, to a whole other country, right? How do you even navigate that? And did you find issue with identity? Did your identity shift a lot or was it amplified for yourself? Oh my goodness. I would say amplified. Like hmm. I would say I've always been very like, I am who I am, like unapologetically myself. But yeah. I think since I started taking these trips and traveling and especially the past two and a half years, like living out here in Dubai, it's been amplified. Like you just like learn so much about yourself and like how you handle situations or like, I feel like maybe even in the beforehand, like this is, this is such a like minute thing, but like I would maybe react to di- different situations way differently. Mm. And now I like try to 
respond instead of react. Oh, like, okay. Hold on. Know? We got to slow down there. Really clarify that point because that's something that I've spoken on as well. So respond, react. Where's the difference? Yeah. What? How do you go about doing that? Like, so if there, if I'm, I'm trying to think of like an example, just day to day, like even for example, living in Dubai, living literally across the world from where my family is at, I don't have mm -hmm. anyone. Like I came out here alone. I didn't know anyone. I had never been here before. I don't have, if something goes wrong, I can't call my mom or my dad and be like, mom, come help me. Like mm -hmm. if something goes wrong instead of just, and I can't even think of like a specific example, just yeah, day to day, life, day, to day. Like, yeah. yeah, day to day life. Like it's just life that happens. And it's like, instead of reacting, I feel like maybe mm -hmm. in the past, whenever, before I've like learned lessons and like been yeah. on my own, I would maybe just react to the situation. But now I just take a deep breath and I'm like, how should I respond to this instead of wow. reacting? Like that's, instead that's of being right instead of yeah. like an emotional reaction, yes. and people always tell me you're so, so chill. How are you so chill? But I'm like, especially in a situation that really is out of your hands or like that you can't really control. It's like, why sit and make it worse or dwell? Like it's okay. Mm. You know, yeah. about how can we <clears throat> handle the situation without reacting immediately? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so often when there's a trigger, not an event that triggers you, but any stimulus, it's what's the response, right? And between the two, right. there's always a choice that you can make. So to figure out when the stimulus comes, okay, how am I going to respond? Am I going to be in a state if a state of mind where you're more susceptible to things that happen that can sway the way you behave? For example, totally. is let's say if you're about to go into a meeting with a few friends and before that you were driving and someone almost uh, crashed into you, a dog, you stepped in a uh, dog shit or something and someone cut, cut you off, something like that. The way you're responding to that or that uh, the state of mind you're in is going to affect how you interact with the people you're about to meet. Completely right? agree. Now Completely. the difference and those, yeah. everything that you just said too is yeah. so like some people would freak out me. I would just be exactly. like, it's all good in the hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is all good in the hood. And because you realize what, what good will that do? Right. And right. Exactly. I'm not going to let a tiny little situation affect the rest of my day. I'm not going to transfer that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Cause I think what happens is when the events are smaller, it's easier to navigate and mitigate. What happens when they become bigger? So let's say you lose your passport or you, your phone gets stolen or just something crazy. Cause that's happened to me. Not the passport thing. I just other things. Oh my and God. I was going to say I'm leaving in the morning too. I would actually die. If that I think happened. before we continue, before we continue this, do you know where your passport is right now? <laughs> I do. It's on the floor, literally right oh, there. Goodness, be careful. It's no, on the floor sure. right there. I can see it physically. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, no, that would definitely be a disaster. So then how would you react? What, what would be your process? How do you internalize this event? Because you have an incredible adventure lined up. You're very excited. And it's easy for the little things to not bother us. However, this yeah. would be rather large. How would you navigate with this? Oh my, if someone, you know what? I actually, my first year in Dubai, um, I was doing real estate. Um, no way. I Wait, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh my God, yes. Wait, oh my God, what? a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people well, don't know I mean, that. tell us, let's hear it. We can, okay, so we'll pause on, <laughs> we'll do the backstory and then we'll get back into let's what, what happened if the phone got stolen because I have a similar situation. So, yeah. Yes. So I, first of all, I admire my mom so much because she's a very business minded woman. 
And so she's always been like into investing. And so she bought this property a long time ago and she's been renting it out to like college kids for like years. But she always had a dream of like renovating the house and then moving into it. She ended up doing that. But I always admired that. And I've always been kind of the same way. Like I want to invest. I want to invest. So real estate's always something that I've been interested in. Mm. So when I decided that I wanted to move to Dubai, I was like, why not just change my entire life and my career and give it a mm. try? So I kind of took the first job that I could get in the company that I went to, which I never went to them, but that's a whole other story. Um, but I told myself, I'm going to move to Dubai. I'm going to do real estate. I'm going to stick to one full year. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Or if I love it or hate it, then we'll reevaluate the situation at the end of one year, but I'm going to push through one full year. So I did, I came out here and I was doing rentals on the Palm Jumeirah, which is pretty dope when you think about it, like yeah. to just, I mean, it's like the eighth wonder of the world, technically like wow, wow. in these unbelievable villas. And like, I actually, at the time in 2020, me and my colleague, did at the time the biggest rental on the Palm Jumeirah. Oh, in congratulations. It's been, oh. it's been wildly exceeded. Woo. It's been wildly exceeded, <laughs> like times a thousand. Sure, since sure. Then. But um, yeah, we did a five year contract and it was like, I think 5.6 million. Mm. It was unreal. It was crazy. They wrote an yeah. article about it too. Oh, cool. Uh, but like, I loved real estate. I did. And I learned a lot, but also Dubai real estate is completely different than anywhere else in the world. And like, ultimately it was the best thing I ever did for myself too, because I realized what my dad said, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And yeah. what, what I really loved is, and what I really love is doing hair. So I was like 2021, when I come back from Christmas, I'm going to go back to doing hair. So I started back doing hair, but during 2020, I had, I mean, it was, like I said, I moved out here alone, had to figure everything out. When I look back, I actually don't even really know how I did it because I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't know enough. Right. Like I did very minimal research. I literally, when I get something in my mind, I can be kind of like rash decision. And I got it in my mind and I packed my stuff within like weeks and I left mm. and I moved out here. So I didn't really do much research. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, I just kind of threw myself in with the wolves and it probably was the best way because that's how I learned things anyways. But um, that year, I when you're doing real estate, you kind of have to have a phone for that. So I had two phones and literally one, in one, one for the one for the plug and one for the one. bitches and one for the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's new. I like that. Though. That's good. Too. <laughs> but yeah, I had two phones and literally in one week in one week and this was like all right i think right after lockdown had ended as well both of my phones broke Oof. like somebody actually broke both of my phones like literally one drowned in a pool and the other one was smashed against a wall oh like God. on accident but um right. yeah so both of my phones broke and i was like this was like the start, like, this is how, I don't know, the way I handled the situation was I just went and bought a new phone. And I was like, there's literally nothing that I can do. I can't go back in time. I can't change the situation. It is what it is. And you know what? I, I just had a friend over and I was telling her, um, I lost so many photos over the course of like three years because I never, my fault, never backed my phone up to iCloud. And so I lost like four years worth of photos, but it's all good. Wow. It's all good. No, hold on. That's a big one because so now, often, I mean, yeah, the like 
now we don't have memory. photos that we keep in an album physically we're keeping them on our phone that's i know i'm a memory girl too i love photos like from when i'm a child and etc and like there's like a whole like three four year probably time gap that i just have no pictures of like nothing maybe like hidden ones on facebook that are like only i can see but yeah it's wild wow, that's, that's big that's big oh my goodness yeah i can't even imagine i mean that just helps me really realize different perspective like you lost or lost but three to four years of photos memories they're not gone because you have them in your mind however of course you don't have that sort of tangible the tangible images that you can see and reflect on yeah it's just nice Great. to you know look back sometimes and see how far you've came <laughs> absolutely i mean look but... I, I don't even use snapchat anymore but just seeing five years ago you posted this and anything on social media right. I think, Wait, that I was know. No way. I know. You know what? I actually, the only, I don't really use Snapchat either. I'm not really into it, but. Yeah, Snap's not, the, not good anymore. Yeah, the little time lapse or whatever, yep, when it's absolutely. like five years ago, today, that pops up for me. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Do you even like, recognize wow. the person that you see? Hardly. Like, Hardly. yes no. and no. Yes well, and no. I what, would like, you tell Mel what would you tell Melody from 22, before the journey began, looking back, if knowing what you know now, the wisdom you have, before you be embarked on this journey of travel and right after Vegas had occurred, what would you say to your younger self to, to just really guide yourself through the next six years of what's going to Oh my come? God. I would be like, I would be like literally, oh gosh, let me think. Take a I second. Would probably, a deep... <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's so tough. Cause I'm like, I would, it's cliche kind of, but I would sure. also just be like, I would just be like, go just go because I just remember being, I remember when I was like 22 years old, what I was doing at that time. And if I was still doing that, I would not be happy with my life. I would Oof. not be satisfied. Wow. And that's a huge statement. Like, honestly, like yeah. 22 year old Melody would not be like, I, I would, I would look back. It, you know what this reminds me of that Brad Paisley song that says sure. it's called letter to me. You know, that What's song that? by Brad Paisley. I know Brad Paisley, it's but like, not that song. Yeah, I'm not even like into country, but like I love that song. And it's okay. talking about like if I could write a letter to me, like I would just be like, don't worry, like it's all gonna work out. Just go see the world, keep an open mind. Like who you are right now is like nowhere near who you're gonna be, honestly. Mm. And mm. you know, I'm a strong believer that people don't change. Like I think you are who you are. I think you either evolve or you stay stagnant and you stay the same forever. Yeah. And I know that I have done so much evolving like throughout my life and even just like with personal development listening to podcasts like just even just spending time alone and like really knowing who you are like I love my own company honestly and I feel like that's a huge statement yeah well so how is that because a lot of people do spend time by themselves but they don't have the reflection to see who are you when you're by yourself and be really just that aware so what have you been able to see because for myself it's not just journaling. I've learned the quality of the questions that you ask do so much, right? I mean, so often we ask questions we, with presuppositions. For example, you could ask yourself, wow, why do I always mess things up? And when you ask that, you presuppose that you mess things up. And then your brain looks for a way to support the, the statement that you just made and answers that question. So why, why do I always mess things up versus interesting? How can I make things better next time? Your focus is totally going to shift. And Absolutely. having that awareness, it's a game changer. So how are you able to do this when you're by yourself? How do you navigate that? How you do you listen so to the internal you, melody? Yeah, you brought up journaling. I actually love to journal. This is something that I do every, well, 
I'm not going to say that I do it every morning because that would be a little bit of a lie, but I typically I'm back and now into my routine of doing it every morning and journaling and pen to paper, I believe is like the biggest manifestations like pen to paper. Okay. Truly everything. Like I look back on like, I started doing this in January, 2020. Um, and I don't know why I just felt like I was in a place where I was like, I need to like do more. So I started doing it and I look back and I'm like, wow, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it's like, I feel like, cause I wrote it down, but exactly what you're saying. I think perception and the way that you even like what you're saying, like you, the way you ask questions or speak to yourself, like, I think you have to keep that glass half full mentality and just try to remain positive. Well, and it's not always easy, yeah. but no, I, really, absolutely. I yeah. try. <laughs> no, it's so right. I, this reminds me of an example. I was just working with someone the other day and I was asking them, what's your prevailing question? You know, maybe we could even answer this as well as what question do you ask yourself? What question more than others do you frequently ask yourself? And this person's question was, am I enough? Right. That's their leading question in life. So let's just take a step back and think about this. If you're constantly asking yourself, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? You are, you are presupposing that you may not be enough, and then you're going to support that. So look at that right. question. It, it was very sad. Very sad. But fortunately, we that were That is really sad. That is, is really sad, honestly. Years. Five years. I don't, know what, I don't know what my prevailing question would be. Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. I've never really thought about that. Well, What would yours be? You have one. Yeah. Uh, oof. I have a, a handful because I really focus on questions. Yeah. What I... I've shifted recently. I mean, I did get inspiration from this person, although right now he's in a little bit of conflict. It's actually a Will Smith uh, saying that he has, where he would always ask himself, how do I make this this moment more magical, right? I like that. Every interaction. So for me now, I basically use the same idea, same question. I would say, how do I make this moment more interesting, more exciting, more fun, just more than what it was before? Because when you cross someone's path, or even when you're on your own, life is very cyclical and very predictable in some areas. Yeah, if you're speaking to someone and they say something just a little bit different, one degree different, you change their entire focus, you break their patterns, and you don't know what the outcome will be. So for me, I definitely try to just make it more exciting. That's very interesting. Do you know that one of my favorite quotes ever in life And I'm not even that big into quotes, but I read this when I was 11 years old and it stuck with me and it just kind of reminded me what you said. So it's everyone who tells a story tells it differently just to remind us that everyone sees it differently. So everyone's perspective, like I could be talking to someone and telling the exact same story and then I'm talking to you and you guys could literally interpret it completely different. Yep. Yep. And so I always, when I'm speaking to people, I always, especially out here in Dubai, because there's so many different cultures. And I feel like sometimes I just feel like people don't understand me, like not even my accent, just like they don't understand my personality. So I have to always take that into consideration. I feel like I have so much self-awareness because of that. Mm. especially just being like surrounded by literally, I can't even tell you so many different cultures. Like honestly, one of my favorite moments ever living out here, this was maybe about a year ago. And I was in a room with like eight different people and every single person. So nine people in total, we were all from a different country. And I'm like, that is so sick. Like literally I feel like nowhere else in the world, not even New York, like the melting pot, 
could eleven no year old could eleven year old Melody have anticipated that happening when she heard that? God quote? no! Oh my God no! <laughs> oh the places you'll go, Doctor Seuss. Exactly. My yeah, Mr. Seuss or Doctor? Let's say Doctor. Yes, Doctor Seuss. No, Honestly, that's not, that's so spot on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've always been a dream. I'm equally a dreamer as I am a realist. Like I really Ooh. do dream big, but I am also like very realistic. And like, I think that's how I've gotten to where I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sort of combining the two and figuring out like dreamer being idealistic, maybe a little so and combining the realism with that. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Spot yeah. on. hundred percent. Well, I love the example you said where the two stories. So I, I used to share with people, for example, in the this video, I'm actually holding a bottle of salt. I don't know if this is a bottle, but something of salt. Now, if I were to show this to, to you, Melody, you, there's a whole story that you have with this bottle of salt. Maybe you come from a family that was big into cooking and maybe your dad's a chef, something like that. Now, if I show this to someone, even in a different city, anywhere, and for them, the relationship with salt was how someone in their family got got sick because of high levels of sodium and stuff like that. This object is the same. And even if I'm friendly and nice and whatever, and I share with both of you, your past experience is going to really mold this object that actually can't even be molded. Right. So this, it's right. objective, but both of you see it so different. You see it as creation and that person can see it as destruction. Exactly. What do you really think about that? It's crazy. It's that is crazy. No, a hundred percent. And you know what? I honestly, I think about stuff like this all the time. <laughs> I really do. I'm not even joking. Like, I feel like I'm so like, what's the word philosophical? Sure. Yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I always have these deep thoughts and I'm like, whoa, bro. Like what? Like, right, it's right. crazy. <laughs> well, the thing about this is, is water wet? That's a tough one. My initial reaction would be yes. But then if <laughs> I right. really think about it, Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to think about because all these questions you hear is like, wait a second, something that's so common in everyday experience and you never even think about. Yeah. And it opens a whole new world. <clears throat> so that for at least myself, that's what has, I mean, just hearing your stories with travel and seeing all the travels you do, just think of one little picture that you can share with someone else. You see it and it's, you make, you make the idea that this actually exists in that other place. There's another yeah. American, Melody, who I've been friends with for years, who's experiencing something totally different. Yeah, we have that base. And that one little insight changes your entire perspective, like your whole window of view, more or less. Right. Yeah, it's very exciting. Wow. I want to I hear a couple more of these deep thoughts. I mean, I'm sure they'll come back in. Although I, I do yeah. want to touch in with when you're in Dubai, were you able to pick up any different passions or hobbies? Had the culture influenced you to dabble in other areas? Or are you bringing yourself from the past to Dubai? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't really know. Like, I feel like I do the same things. Like, there's, yep. there, I don't know. There's so much to do out here. It's honestly overwhelming. Um, mm. I don't know. On it, like, I wouldn't say a specific hobby, if that makes sense. But just, like, I don't know, interactions with people, maybe. If that makes okay. sense, but yeah. there's not like a specific hobby that I think I've picked up since being out here. If you know what I mean? Sure. sure. Yeah. So more so kind of socializing with other people. And like you said, in that room where it was you and eight other people from all different countries, it's yeah. kind of just connecting with them and seeing how they it's, think their thought process. It's incredibly cultured out here. Incredibly. Yeah. 
Um, I actually feel like, I think Dubai, I don't know about the UAE as a whole, but Dubai specifically is dominated by expats. Like mm, dominated. Really? That, like everyone that is like, makes sense. That makes sense. yeah, UK, Europe, Australian, like just all over the, like, n like nearly anywhere but here, <laughs> literally. Oh There's yeah. Really so no then how many locals do you actually meet in not many that you'll see them like they're they're out and about and like i have i know some people that are locals <laughs> but like no like literally they're it's dominated by expats and americans mm. are very 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 like few and far between like mm. i'm one of like a bunch yeah it's predominantly also, people from the uk but, is that it yeah most people i think are from yeah. the uk and europe mm. and like australia etc Hmm. See, I, I get major Tel Aviv vibes from what I see. Although I think that with Dubai, it's just, it seems, it's kind of like the Las Vegas of the Middle East. That's how I've perceived it. These Completely. Are just, I always, yes. I it? always say <laughs> Dubai is like Vegas, Miami, and New York combined. Oh, no way. Wow. Completely. Because you have, I have you been, you've been to all those places? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like Vegas, you get the desert and you also mm. get like the crazy nightlife. And then Miami, you get the crazy nightlife with some of like the, the buildings and architecture and on the beach. And then New York, just like the skyscrapers. Damn. That's how I see it. So it's a whole conglomeration. And the melting pot. The melting, oh, the melting pot, pot of like yeah. New York City. Hmm. Yeah, this place I got to go. Because with Tel Aviv, I would actually describe it to people that it definitely wasn't like Vegas. But it had it had um, parts of New York, definitely in San Francisco and like an LA kind of addition to it. Kind of like those yeah. three, yeah. I mean, yeah. smaller Tel Aviv than, of course, Dubai. Then you just see the contrast. And it's it's crazy how in the Middle East, I mean, you've been here for two years, how they're obviously acting independently, but there's so much influence from so many major cities. And it's kind of like they took all the ingredients and put it in this pot and just stirred it up, right? Yeah. You know, Chef Curry, Chef Curry with the pot, all that stuff. And just it is wild. this incredible thing. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. No. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what is your perception of Dubai? I'm just curious because honestly, well, like yeah. when I told people I was moving here, a lot of people from at least Virginia, like people that I know, like literally they either thought it was like the craziest, dopest, like rich, like unbelievable mm -hmm. place. Or people thought that I was moving to like a war zone because it's the <laughs> Middle East. What? And there war was zone, like, no funny. literally at all. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Wow. I mean, I definitely believe you. I would say more. My perception was, well, I went to undergrad with people from the, the Middle East, right? A lot of people from Saudi Arabia, um, United Arab Emirates, all these other countries that, like Yemen, Oman. And oh. yeah, a lot of And my roommate was actually from Dubai. Uh, he, I was roommates with him. What? For, uh, yeah. You never told me this. This is crazy. Actually, I, maybe we, no, we did. Because remember you visited and then I had said that my friend was in Dubai or you were visiting, you moved to Dubai. I said, oh, my friend, my friend lives there. You go, no way. Man, you, <sighs> oh, God, okay. I don't know. Maybe this kind of rings a bell slightly. I mean, there's so many adventures, but yeah, basically he was there. And I just, no, I definitely, when you don't know anything about Dubai, from my understanding is you just think it's this massive Las Vegas, Middle East. For me, total debauchery and craziness, which to some yeah. extent, it has some of those elements. It's just really up and coming. And it's from... I look at a lot of things from a philosophical perspective or historical, and I just try to see it's the Middle East kind of meets the West, kind of meets secular society while still trying to maintain its roots. And I think totally. that for me, that was the beauty also living in Tel Aviv and Israel itself 
because it tries to combine history with the present and really where the future is going with people yeah. from everywhere, religions from every time period and technologies that are foreign and clearly domestic in Israel. So it just gives you a whole different perspective from it. And okay. I definitely want to go to Dubai. So mark me in there. I will. I know. Come, come visit. Honestly, I will definitely be there. <laughs> I need well, to get more people out here. It's just so freaking far away. I'm like, but it is far away. More yeah. than enough space. Come and visit. Yeah. I mean, I see there's a big room right there. You got is that yeah. so hold on. I mean, not to psychoanalyze your room, but typically in the Middle East, they have the the how would you say it? The couches are a little lower to the ground to kind of create more of a communal sort of feel. Is it the same? Not, it's not the I wouldn't same say there. so. No, oh, I think okay. maybe like, I would say like some parts of the Middle East, yes. I think yeah. Dubai is very modernized. I think that's the difference. Yeah, because in Morocco, yeah. it was totally like that. When I lived there, everything low to the ground. Really? Yeah, well, not always low to the ground. There's a sense of, there wouldn't be couches that were separated, right? Because in the West, we tend to be more individualistic. In other parts of the world, it's more collectivist, right? Right. So, the couches, you know, even the couch I'm sitting on, it's a small couch that breaks into two pieces. Why? What are we doing? Right. And in Morocco, it was just one massive long couch that just encompassed the room and would always be attached. That is cool. Yeah, it was very different. So I don't know if there was overlap with how they did it in Dubai or anything like Maybe that. Maybe like um, if you were like, if I was to go to like, I'm trying to think. If I was to go to like someone's house who was like Arabic or like a local, yeah. maybe maybe they I, would have that. For sure. You do like a lot of like culture and stuff like that, yep. but like yep. not everywhere would be, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. No, for sure. Like some areas would dabble. I mean, that's even, yeah, just any area where it's more in quotations conservative versus, you know, liberal, we'll say, you kind of get that it mixes, right? Like in the cities, in Washington, D.C., it's crazy because at least the way that let's how do i say this where liberals let's just say tend to be more inclusive more all-encompassing people here don't even know their neighbors it's crazy yeah it's so nuts i lived in my, my brother's house for a little while and like wait who, do you guys know the neighbors they said nope no idea so a couple of them they knew it's just it was a common theme and then in other areas it totally changes so with so the families crazy. you meet you probably have or whichever community you were able to interact with you would see that yeah. yeah i would honestly say that i don't know any of my neighbors i don't are I you think living that, in are you living in an apartment complex or are you in i a, do live in an apartment yeah most yeah most people live in apartments i would say yeah that makes um, sense. like out here there are like villas and stuff like that but yeah i live in an apartment i don't know i don't know my neighbors i don't even think i've ever seen my neighbor if i'm being honest <laughs> Like, truly like this is remarkable, have you ever seen really. the meme that's like is life actually real because you have you actually ever seen your neighbor bring in the groceries i've never I, oh my like, gosh right no. the God bible i've never seen my neighbor like i'm not even joking i think we're at like, the point where if you see someone walking into your building with groceries you think maybe they're going to try to break into your room or something it yeah. sounds so crazy at this point because we really don't even see them and even at times you share an elevator ride and everyone's freaking out everyone's panicked like, guys, what are we doing? Like, you know, but we can hear each other through the walls. I mean, hopefully not all yeah, the time. Yeah, you, know, you know, speaking of, let me just put this yeah. out there, even though I probably shouldn't. But okay. you, like the UAE is considered like one of the safest countries in the world. I don't know if you know this, but no one locks their doors. Wow. Like people literally do not lock their doors. Hmm. Like the my front door has genuinely never been locked. My bedroom door I lock. Yeah. But I've every apartment I've ever lived in, 
in Dubai, I've never locked my door. Like that's the thing that people just don't do. Okay, so for for everybody listening, uh, Melody lives on Boulevard, <laughs> South Boulevard. <laughs> so I'm saying I probably shouldn't put that out there, but like, I mean, but we, you know what? I just love about living out here, and one thing that I notice is so different to America is just, and I'm not saying it's, it's kind of a generalized statement, sure. but people have so much respect out here. Like people mm. wouldn't break into someone's house, but like. Like I literally left my Louis Vuitton bag in the backseat of a taxi one time. Didn't even realize. I wasn't even drunk. I wasn't nothing. Like I literally just accidentally left it in the backseat. Didn't even realize for 10 minutes and I ended up getting it back. Wow. Like people. Wait, was people it an were, Uber? It was a normal taxi. It was just a normal taxi. Oh, normal wow. taxi. Wow. Yeah. Ended up getting it back. They like tracked on the cameras. They called the guy. Like nothing's missing. Um, I had a what? friend that left his Rolex watch on a table at a beach club and got it back the next day people do not steal they do wow. not like it's not i mean i'm not saying it's never happened but because i'm sure it definitely has yeah. but for the most part like you hear these stories all the time like right. i i had a friend that left his like luggage in the back seat of i don't even know what like a cab and he got the whole luggage back nothing missing oh like goodness. people leave cash around people yes, i literally have a cleaner that comes into the room mm -hmm. and I have like cash in my room, like in my, one of my drawers, I probably shouldn't be saying this on, on here anyways, but literally yeah. I, I left my apartment to go do a client at work while she was here cleaning my room, come back. Like it's just people just, you know, I, actually, I, feel, I, I agree with this though. I think, I don't know if it's more of a, a kind of European, maybe a touristy kind of thing, but I had gone to Norway and I mean, the story is long, but I'll really condense it as I was in Norway and I was borrowing a computer that a friend had loaned me because my computer broke, a laptop. I'm in Norway and I'm going to my flight from Norway back to Tel Aviv. And once I'm at my gate, after 30 minutes passing security, I realized my laptop's not in my bag. <gasps> I know, I freaked out. So I, I ran back, I go through the security line. I said, guys, like, let's find this. And I said, can you check the cameras? They said, no, we can't because of all this uh, security, all these things. I said, oh my goodness. And I could have waited for maybe one or two hours, but then I would have missed my flight. And it's thinking, okay, I got to get back. I can't take this off. I was getting my master's. Long story short, I had to bite the bullet and thought, okay, well, yeah, I just got to leave the laptop and file a request, complain, something like that. And fast forward a month and a half later, I get an email from the airport and they go, hey, we found your laptop. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so amazing. It was incredible. What wasn't great was, I was borrowing the laptop from a friend who said, oh, Bruce, you can borrow the laptop until the end of the semester, right? So this was February and the semester ended in August or something like that, or uh -huh. like August. So I said, okay, cool. The laptop was no longer in my possession. So for me, I felt the need, okay, the laptop is in theory gone. However, there is a chance it can still find it. So I'm not gonna mention anything to the person. I know that's kind of controversial, but my point being is what matters to that person is that, that the laptop, yeah, that they get the laptop back when we agree. That's, that's the point. So then I get back to Tel Aviv and we're going to go out for their birthday and we're about to meet up. And so we get to their birthday and we're talking, and it's me and the two of them. And they go, Oh, Bruce, how was, how was Norway? I said, wow, it was incredible. I definitely had a great time and skied for the first time, nearly died twice. I mean, that's exciting had a lot of fun and they go yeah so how is it to do schoolwork i said yeah schoolwork was okay they go yeah so how's the laptop and i said ah 
huh, well, you know, the laptop's just, it's the laptop's fine. And they go, Bruce, we know you don't have the laptop. We know you lost it. So like, what? How do you know oh that? Yeah. So then basically I had spoken to one of my friends at the time about it, or I posted something. I mean, this is why you'll be very careful. He shared it with them. And then I go, oh my goodness, this is a catastrophe. And they go, Bruce, I can't believe this, all this stuff. But then moral of the story, well, two morals is one, do not um, self-incriminate for sure. Sometimes you, there's there's things, there's a time and place to say something. So timing is really just so important. But then two, oh timing is everything. It really is. I was just, and, that was what was running through my mind right there. Timing is everything. It's legit. everything, everything. Literally, it's everything. And then the other point though is, yeah, a lot of these cultures, I think more abroad, it, they tend to, depending where you go, they are very considerate. They'll follow up. Maybe it's a, it's a Norway and UAE thing and Scandinavian, but they're definitely open and receptive to maintaining that sense of culture, community. And like yeah. your friend got the Rolex back, suitcase, getting a laptop. That was like, this is a MacBook, MacBook Pro or something. That was, it was pretty serious. Yeah. That is that serious. I have to give it. So yeah. But it's, it's point. so nice. I love to hear that. I love it. Like, <laughs> I honestly right. love that. Like, that's how it should be. That's how it should know? be. But Would that happen in Washington, D.C.? Definitely not. Oh, my God. I would Washington, say no. No, no. No. I mean, D.C. is a, fun, a really fun city, but no, absolutely not. No, no. Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that, yeah. 100%. Never see it again. Peace. No, this, like, out. Bonita. <laughs> no, when it's gone, it's 100% gone. So that's a big lesson I learned. And one thing we like to talk about on here, Melody, is a big failure, but we change it. A big failure in your life that occurred but you actually learned a lesson through it we can tie one maybe your travels i mean most people at the age of 28 have not really been able to live abroad i mean I, my god i met someone this really blew my mind maybe three months ago they i think they're 33 34 and they never left i think their state they never went camping they never went hiking never went karaoke so many simple things that we have such an abundance of that we take for granted. So you, you've done a lot just in short, a short 28 years. What do you think you've learned within the past, specifically six, that really just changed your, your mindset? Oh my goodness. Honestly, what have I learned more than anything is to just be true to who you are. And I know that's so, so cliche and like kind of lame. It's kind of a lame answer, but I just feel like, no matter what, as long as I'm being authentically who I am, like everything goes fine in life. Mm. And like never change or like, cha this is what change, change for me is like a negative word. Like never change really? for like Interesting. somebody oh. or like, I don't know, just, I don't know, just stay true to, to who you are. Mm. I feel like anytime that I've like failed maybe in life, it's because I was not being like not following like my heart or like what would melody do type deal who are you listening to instead i don't know maybe just like trying to like adapt to like my surroundings mm. or maybe falling into like i don't know maybe like a situation where i'm not focused on myself if that makes sense mm. and just like get distracted okay so is it sort of looking for a kind of a way to adapt to your environment but maybe some validation from people, peers, even from yourself. Maybe you want to validate yourself like Melody. You have an expectation of yourself. Are you meeting that? Are you right. consistent with who you should be, who you think you should be? 
versus who you actually believe you are. Yeah. 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 I would say that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned. And not like, honestly, that's just, I would say, and also like, just take risks, do it. Mm. Like at the end of your life, you're literally going to regret the things that you never did. Right. Like when I came out here, I remember telling my mom, I was like, I'd rather literally just completely fail completely, but at least know I tried rather than mm. never doing it at all. Like all the things yep. that I wouldn't have experienced or even the people that I wouldn't have met or the lessons mm. that I wouldn't have learned. Um, and it's like, yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything, honestly. Oh, beautiful. It's, it's like that saying that most, uh, most people are buried around when they're 80, but die by the time they're 30. Facts. Right? I mean, that one, I, I think it's like actually Martin Luther King Jr. And yeah, that blew my mind. I mean, even now, you know, I actually operate on the belief that when I go to sleep, I don't really even expect to wake up. I know it may be, sound a little bit morbid, but it really yeah. makes you, it, it sounds a little morbid. Just one, there's no guarantee. Two, even after we finish recording this, you don't know what's going to happen. And there's an illusion that we live with. And right. even with that, what are you going to do with that knowledge? You can let it cripple you. You can enable it to, okay, let me play safe, which is that really living? And for everyone, it's different. You just got to find out what makes sense to you. And it's it really seems like you've done that. Really, Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite people on the absolute entire planet, I've always said this, Charlemagne the God. Yeah, you He's always, on, you've always like, I actually, I, I've been listening to him a lot lately. He's pretty good. I, I yeah. love him. Like, I, just, I don't really know cool. why. He, He's yeah. my uncle. That's what I call him. Uncle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, he said on a podcast actually recently on the Brilliant Idiots, which is my favorite podcast of all time. Um, and he said, the biggest mistake that we as humans make is every night we go to bed, assuming we're going to wake up the next Ooh. morning. We make that wow. mistake every single day. And that's wow. on God. That is an absolute fact. Like wow. we just literally take it for granted. Almost we go, we just go to sleep at night. Just assuming that tomorrow's coming. Yep. You know, and it's like, no, absolutely not. This is why I FaceTime my family every single night. I FaceTime my mom. I'm like, wow. I'm, wow. I need to like, just stay grounded, stay in touch with my family. Make sure people know, like when you love them, you have to tell them that you love them because tomorrow's not promised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's deep. That is deep. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there was something I was going to say in regards to that with Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Okay. His perspective of. You don't know if you're going to wake up and. Yeah, you were saying something morbid. before that. It reminded me of something, but I've just lost my train of thought, unfortunately. It'll come back. Sometimes when the train leaves the train station, they just got to reverse and they'll come back. 100%. It's got to switch tracks and they'll come back. <laughs> exactly. Well, the next one. I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this next one, but I like to ask you're going to have, I'll say, usually we do coffee, but with a historical figure or even someone who just really influenced you a bit, who you've never actually met, who would, that, who would you want to spend, let's say, 30 minutes to an hour and a half with? I mean, I'm assuming Charlemagne is one of them, but I'm sure there's others. Yeah. yeah I, you know, what's interesting is I want to clarify, I don't get starstruck by anyone. I just nice. don't. I feel like we're all just kind of people. Yep. But a person, Agreed. and you were probably going to be like, what in the world? But a person that sure. I would love, love, to spend 30 minutes with is Kanye West. Mm. Why, why is that? <laughs> your, your reaction just there. Um, I think that I think that the media makes 
I think the media changes everything these days. I really just don't trust anything that's online. Mm. And I think that people try to make him seem like he's crazy. And I think he is a little bit crazy, but I think people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the people that do. Mm. And I think that he's a visionary. And I think that like, I think that he sees things that and he thinks things that actually are so like legit and valid. And I feel like he's just, I don't know. I like his perception. I remember speaking of Charlemagne, listening to the breakfast club when I was 17 years old, driving to my senior year of high school, listening to a Kanye West interview on the breakfast club. And I vividly remember this in my Toyota Celica murdered out subs (laughs) in the backseat, literally baked bumping like unreal (laughs) um what a throwback but I remember listening to a Kanye West interview and I literally was sitting there thinking this guy is absolutely insane like he's crazy like what in the world Mm. and a few years ago I went back and re-listened to these interviews and really like digested and really sat there and listened and every single single thing that he said he did he was right about came true And I remember at the time, it's like, he's almost like of the future, I swear. Mm. Mm. And like, I don't idolize him. I just think he's cool. And I think he is, I think we would have such a good conversation. I I believe so as well. Yeah, you two would definitely go into, I I do think 30 minutes wouldn't be enough. Yeah, totally. But honestly- And I don't know if we should do coffee because I think, I mean, look, I like Kanye. uh, Coffee would probably just get him super hyper. So- Oh my God, it totally would. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even fully- sober without even any caffeine or any anything in him he's very high energy like yeah. he's, he's introverted but he pulls out and just makes this energy come out of nowhere i yeah. just think it would be a hell of a conversation and i am all about like connection and conversations like yeah. real meaningful conversations with people i live for those i really mm. do mm. quality quantity 100 percent. and now, now it reminds me with the podcast you had mentioned with there's one before with charlemagne Definitely a, a few recommendations that we try to share that we have, right? We, we try to talk a movie, a book, or a podcast, something that's yeah. important to you that just that one little excerpt, that one little song, that one line that someone says of these three, which ones have really resonated with you, right? So what's a book that you would recommend recently oh, that really changed okay. you? So I actually pulled them out. Oh, um, okay. if I'm being completely honest, I'm not going to be, be honest. Like, Thank you. <laughs> broad. I'm not a big reader, even though I, I want to be, I'm a yeah. wannabe big reader, but I'm not. Um, but speaking of shook one, of by shook shook one. God, yep. this book is all about like mental health and hmm. anxiety, etc. And honestly, I personally, I'm grateful that I don't really struggle with mental health in terms of mm. like on the grand scheme of things. I'm very grateful for this. I feel like I'm generally a happy person, but you can learn something from this no matter what. And I will be completely honest, living in America, I feel like is kind of like anxiety ridden because you just never mm. know if you're going to like walk into the, a grocery store and die. So when wow. I was home and he dropped this book, this book is unbelievable. Like I would recommend it to literally anyone it's called Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. And it's just about, mm. like, it's just, I think he's really changed the stigma around it, which I think is fantastic. And I think no matter what, anyone can benefit from it. Mm. Um, the second mm. book that I read that I absolutely loved and personally helped me 
was Eat, Pray, FML. Oh, wow. Yeah, funny. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No, I mean, Eat, Pray, Love. And then. Eat, oh, yeah. Eat, Pray, FML. And it's like <laughs> an unbelievable book. I read this in December last year, and it literally just. I don't, I, w I feel like saved my life is extremely dramatic, but during that time, it just like got me through the month mm. of December and it was an it's unbelievable book. So I would highly recommend that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big reader, but um, I would say in my adult life, those are the two. Um, also, there's this book called I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck. I don't know if mm. you've heard of that. I got I, my I mom. Pretty many times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my mom's husband that for Christmas. Oh, congratulations and to them, by the way. I, I'm pretty sure we spoke since they got married, but. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how many sure. years they've been married now. I love yeah. Jeff. Jeff is Yeah, amazing. I mean, I, we had, I had met him, me and my friend. We, when we went, came to visit, we all had lunch together the next day. Yeah, Jeff is, yeah. he's a bro. He's just like yeah. my dad. I also love it because my real dad, like my actual dad. My logical like my say, yeah. Ever. Yeah, you met my dad as well. You met everyone. Yeah. You met the whole yeah, family. I mean, it's basically, we're already in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and my dad and Jeff, they get along really well. They're oh, like that's bros. awesome! It's so beautiful. Wow. It's like honestly, my family dynamic. I'm so grateful for it. Honestly, like my family is everything to me. Honestly, no, maybe, but maybe yeah, I got him that book. It's called "I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck," and it's it's actually a book for guys to read technically, but I think women can benefit from it too. Um, and it's just like about a guy who pretty much went through a divorce and pretty much blamed the world for everything. And then he woke oh. up one day and was like, like taking accountability, which I just Oof. need to say, I need to say yeah. that I think the two most attractive qualities in a human being is accountability mm. and ambition, mm. hands down to me, like that is what makes a person attractive. If you can take accountability for yourself, that is a huge thing but yeah. anyways in this book he just goes th through that pretty much and it's it's such a good book like it really is just about life and just how to like handle situations relationships yeah. etc and I, I just think it's unreal yeah. um and as for podcasts i said the brilliant yeah, idiots sure. that's more like like they always end it saying like if you think we're a bunch of idiots that don't know anything or if you think we're brilliant like yeah it's it literally is what it is. There's great information. And then there's also just like idiotic stuff on it too, but it's mm. funny and easy. And you can kind of hear about like pop culture and what's happening in the world. Um, but I also love Jay Shetty. Oh, I on purpose? Love, yeah. He's incredible. Love Jay, Jay Shetty. He's yeah. like him. And then have you heard of the podcast live better, feel more? No, I haven't. Mm -mm. <gasps> oh no, my no. God. It's Okay, so also I'm just gonna go into this. I actually yeah. was listening to a podcast this morning on my walk, and it was by Live Better Feel More. I highly recommend all mm. of these series. All these people are from the UK as well. Um, but I was listening, and this is something this this could be a whole nother conversation. So I was listening to this lady, I don't remember her name exactly. I think the podcast just came out too, but they were talking about relationships. And this is something that I always say. I always, I'm a strong believer that if you're like in a romantic relationship, you can't, you cannot be truly happy or truly love someone or et cetera until you are happy with yourself and until you know yourself. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like yeah. you can't, you can be like, you can be happy and you can go on, but you can't be the best version 
until you really know who you, who you are as a person and you're truly happy with yourself. Well, this lady blew my mind. She actually blew my mind because she put it in a perspective that I've genuinely never in my life ever heard. But she said, I don't believe in that at all. She was like, I think that's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Oh, she wow. goes, because the reason why is that who you are, you find within your relationships and your connections, whether it be a romantic relationship or a friendship. She was like, that's who you find out who you are through these different connections. Mm. Now, I've never, ever heard it in that perspective. And I agree with that. But I still think that the ultimate form of like what someone would strive for would maybe be after that. Because I, I agree with that. Like you do kind of find out who you are as an individual through different connections because you find out how yeah, you handle true. situations. Yep. You find out like what your boundaries are, et cetera. But the ultimate like goal would be, I assume, after that, once you kind of discover those things. But I also believe like if you think you know everything, then you know nothing at all. Oof. You should never stop learning. Yes. Never stop love learning. Love yep. Truly. Absolutely. Like uh, every day I do wake up and I think, what can I learn from today? Like there's got to be some sort of lesson or some sort of take that I can get from this day. Yeah. You know? and, and even every that question. No, I mean, for sure. And just to add to that real fast is. Even that question presupposes that there is something to learn today, right? Totally. So again, it's like the power of questions versus uh, what don't I, or what do I, like, what can I learn today? And just that phrasing, it enables you to actually be receptive, open-minded, and aware that you don't necessarily know everything. And even if you know a lot, is the information you have maybe incorrect or has it changed? How is it? Totally. Adapted? Yeah, that's absolutely that's agree. Wow. This all is about evolution, in my opinion, like just evolving constantly. Yeah, it's like you said. Keeping an open mind. Yeah. Yeah, keeping an open mind honestly will change your life, I think. Hmm. Like I honestly, growing up, I think I used to kind of be a know-it-all and like I would think that and I just, since I've stopped that mindset, like my whole life has changed, honestly. Well, let me ask you, because a lot of people are still in this mindset. Was it an event that occurred? What was the catalyst that, help to shift that when you go from i think i know it all versus wait a second were you corrected were did you have an embarrassing moment what happened to that's a really good question um (laughs) my well embarrassing moment my mom probably like dragging me by my hair when i talked back to her (laughs) i was younger literally oh my god are we talking we're talking six years old we're talking 12 15 probably like 14 oof I was mouthy. I was. And you know what? My mom used to always say so much all my whole entire life, like, she will love this. She will love this. And I'm going to go on camera saying this. Let's do it. She used to always be like, one day, Melody, you will thank me. One day, you will see. And my mom is always right. She's always right. She's completely right. I look back on these situations now and I'm like, you were right. And I am thanking you now. And I will thank you every day for the rest of my life for being the mom and, and dad that they were because they really raised me. They honestly did. They raised me right. They totally did. Yeah. I credit like so much of who I am to my childhood and like the way my parents were. My mom was so strict. She really was like, and I remember thinking like, oh, that's so lame. Like, why can't I do this and that? And it's like, now I look back and I'm like, I was raised so well. Like I was raised going to church and like 
I know right from wrong. I wouldn't say I'm a religious person, like I'm spiritual, but like I know right from wrong. I have my morals, like, and my mom's always right. That's, there's no bigger Fendi fact than that. Mm. Like she, my mother's always right. And she will literally appreciate this moment forever. <laughs> well, look at that. Half your life ago, right? You mentioned 28. When you were 14, you remember your mom saying, well, having that event where she's yanking you by your hair and then her oh telling God. you this. And now you're like, wait a second. It came full circle after however long it took, you realize that. And I mean, yeah, definitely. Completely. Once I put this, share this with her, because yeah, she would love to, to hear that. I mean, plus who, who doesn't like to hear that they were right? I mean, come on, you know? Oh my God, she will literally love it. Show. Yeah. She will love it. Yeah, I, I make but it's the joke. True. Yeah, someone goes, oh, Bruce, you're so right. I go, wait, wait, what was that? I, I couldn't hear you say that again. Oh my God, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that tastes weird coming out of my mouth. <laughs> this is very strange. What was the, I think we skipped over one because I wanted to hear a movie recommendation you had too. One oh, that was like a film. Yeah. I mean, it could also be like a YouTube clip or something like that. I, I watched one today on social media that the, the guy says, imagine, it's like a minute long. It's on my story. He says, imagine, like close your eyes and imagine you're a hundred, right? And uh, your granddaughter who's eight years old comes comes to see you and says, hey, grandpa, grandma, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel, I feel okay. Pretty tired. And then the your grandchild goes, wait, but what's going on? You're so young. And then you go, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty old. And they go, no, no, you're pretty young. Like, all you got to do is just open your eyes. And then you open your eyes and you're the 28-year-old Melody, 26-year-old Bruce. And you realize, wait a second, there is a lot of time. But if your eyes aren't, aren't open, you're going to miss the entire thing. Right? So with right. a 55-second clip, that blew my mind today. That was the one nugget today where totally took me somewhere else. So, yeah, it could be a movie or something like that. Oh, Just my gosh. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know about a movie. Like, I mean, I love, like, I have favorite movies, but, like, mm. nothing that's, like. What would you recommend a, a specific one that someone who's maybe, let's say, a younger Melody, maybe 22, just finished school, or even, you know, in their mid to late 20s who wants to explore but isn't just doing it, has this timid nature to them what would you recommend that they can see that can maybe inspire them or shift their their take on travel and being authentically them um you know i do watch a lot of youtube videos but like no one like in particular like i'm leaving to go to scotland tomorrow morning and so i'll watch like i'll literally just like youtube like adventures in scotland and then just like myself in that position (laughs) but um i don't i don't know um that's i feel like I love the movie Serendipity. Hmm. Have you heard of that movie? I've heard of it, yep. Have you seen it? So mm-hmm. like Serendipity is like when you're, it's like an accidental chance when yeah. you're looking for something else, but something better right. comes along. The moral of the story is a really, really good movie. I wish I would have actually thought about this question a little bit more because I feel like I have a good answer, but I just can't think of it on the spot. Mm. And I have this completely. Oh man, that'll have to be for the next one. Although Serendipity... Yeah, it's the. I mean, even this happened this week too, where you expect something to go one way and then something else happens, and then the chances of that other thing happening coinciding with what actually happens. Yeah, it's. it's yeah, really, it's kind it's, of like a trust the process type of situation. Yeah, very. Like you might go looking, might go looking for something that you think is unreal, and then just something better comes along. Oh, and, and another, I do feel yeah, like. Yeah, no, that's that's so right. It, it, that reminds me real fast is thinking that the worst day of your life if you actually look at it later on, it could be maybe the best day. So just in your example, not the worst Absolutely. day of your life, 
I mean, your mom for pizza, like this woman that you love that loves you is disciplining you sing melody. No, we're pulling you out of here. Literally pulls you out. And you could have said, oh, this is the worst day. My mother, she's being such a hard ass. Oh my gosh, what is this? And then you realize, look at what that catalyst did to inspire you to shift you. That's awesome. Completely. There's been so many times where I'm like, thank God that happened. (laughs) Even though at the time it was maybe like miserable or like made me feel terrible, et cetera. And now Mm. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, there was a bigger plan for me. There really was. Thank God for that experience. And then you learn so much anyways about it's it's a whole life lesson that you'll you'll learn you know what i mean and everyone has to go through tough times to appreciate the good ones because like, there have is good no, ones there's no good them. without bad you know oh, what i mean absolutely 100 percent. like 100 percent. so mm. and that's just life mm. says says the the world traveling melody who's been three four continents five continents however many you've been able to I don't see even that. know I think I've I've tra- traveled alone, yeah, to thirteen or fourteen countries, but I've been I've been all over the place. I think yeah. you know what's funny though is I feel like for who for my age for who I am, I've done a lot, but I also meet people out here all the time that have done yeah. so much oh more than me and who are probably and younger and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like Crazy. whoa, but then I meet people that haven't done anywhere near what I've done too. <laughs> so and yes, I'm not, yes. I don't compare myself or like I don't put myself on like a timestamp. Mm. You know, I, this reminded me what I was going to say. So what? genuinely, I think like, and this is like, whenever you're the best version of yourself, like kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like, like happiness and whatever else, like whenever I, I feel like when I hit like 30, for example, I'm going to look back and be so grateful. Like if I, if I, this sounds horrible, but maybe good. If I did die tomorrow, I feel like I'm satisfied with like what I've done in my life. Like I'm not saying that I've done enough and I do have like goals and there's things that I want to do. And there's the best, some of the best times of my life haven't even happened yet. And I'm a strong believer in that. Like I, there's so much more that's goodness that's coming. And like, that's such a great thing to think about. It's such an inspiring thing. And I try to think that every day and remind myself, especially if you're having a bad day, like there's days that are going to be even better. But if I did die tomorrow, I feel like, I'm proud of the things that I have done in my life. Mm. Like I'm proud mm. of taking a leap of faith and just leaving. And I've built a life out here completely on my own for myself. And I'm like, seriously, sometimes I'm like, how have I done this? It's actually kind of mm. crazy. But mm. Mm. Well, you've survived the 27 club. So that's pretty good news. I mean, I that one's a little tricky to make it past. No, I mean, for sure. And it's realizing, are you constantly living in, are your actions matching your beliefs? Right. And then are the right. consequences of that consistent? And if it is, you have nothing to really be upset about because that's where you're you're following your gut. You're taking this risk. And really, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not necessarily what you've achieved in this time. It's kind of who you became, right? The person who was at maybe 22, more maybe timid or was excited for everything, but now looks back at the younger melody and thinks, oh my gosh, you're going to become a whole new person because you can get a lot. And that's not going to do much. It's yeah. for me, it's who you became throughout travels and being aware since 14. All these events are catalysts that brought you to the spot. Yeah. And the future constantly, and more to come. constantly just growing. And I think that also just really like 
when you're speaking to someone like really like listening, there's a difference mm. between hearing oh. and listening, really, really listening to what they're saying. And yep. like people, I feel like in life, just you speak to someone and you keep on going, but like, I want people to know that they are being heard and like, they do matter and like having compassion and understanding for people. Like that is so important to me. So mm. important. Mm. Mm. The beautiful, like, beautiful. You say that listening versus hearing. Yeah, it's huge. There's a huge, huge, huge difference. Huge. huge. Difference. And the crazy thing is, you can listen, but did you actually understand too? Right. So there's like there's levels to exactly. it. There's levels to it. Exactly. Listen yeah, can... versus he hearing and actually understanding. Right. It's and you like might that, not um... be able to relate on a personal level. Like you might not be through that experience, but I always try to put myself in other people's shoes. Always. Mm. Because you just never, and you honestly never know what someone's going through. That's an absolute fact, too. Uh, you never ever. Yeah, and mean, that's why, you know, judging a book by its cover, like, like I said, out here, there's really not many Americans. And actually, recently, I was told that somebody said, oh, she's not from where you're from. Like, she has a very snooty American accent. And... Hmm. It's, I don't actually, I don't know where my accent came from. I do have a Valley Girl accent. But yeah, like, actually, my yeah, accent, there, as this conversation was going, I said, wow, Melody really does have You this know accent. what's funny is like, until I moved here, I never knew I had an accent. Like, that's not something. Oh, like, right, right, yeah. We think the world revolves around us. hundred percent. So like, we yeah. think that we don't have an accent and the rest of the world does. But every single day of my life, every single, there's not been a day that's gone by that I've not spoken to someone like, oh, you're American. Oh my God, you, your accent. Like, it's a thing. It really right. is a thing. And somebody recently said that I have a snooty American accent, but they obviously don't know me at all. And it's just really interesting because people do hear me or like, even actually recently I was in the salon and there was a client who at the end of the service was like, we had such a great conversation and this is one reason why i absolutely love my job is because you meet so many cool people and you get to make them feel good like internally mm. speak to them like just get to know people from all over the world and she told me she was like when i first saw you i thought that you were going to be like i was so intimidated by you and i thought that you were going to be completely different than who you are and like i heard your accent and like you just sounded like a Kardashian and just like, I thought you were going to be almost like an idiot too. Mm. And like, it was just interesting. Cause I, I, I do think that a lot of people don't understand me out here, but it is like that overall aspect of don't judge a book by its cover. Like when no. you really get to know someone, mm. um, mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. By the way someone speaks too. like, you can't judge someone by the way that they speak, you know? Mm. Oh, that's powerful. And so it seems so often we're doing that so much. And as you were bringing up the example of the, the hair salon and when you're working with there and connecting with everybody, that reminded me of actually the the other time we had gotten together, which it was in 2016. And I believe it was with your friend Brent and your other friend, Billy Joe, I believe. Brent? Is that his name? Brent? I don't know. Bruna I know um, from California. Is it Brent? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, that Brent. Yeah, he's from yeah. He San Francisco. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the Yeah, yeah, because yeah. as you bring up the story with the yeah. hair I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I came, I visited one oh of the places Oh, my God, yes. I yeah. totally forgot. That, that was really the one, because, yeah, you had said you mentioned it. <laughs> so we have but, met twice, right? Well, yeah, so 
that well three you times came down oh, twice. Yeah. summer 2016 Post, that's a, yeah 2016 20, every time i think of summer 2016 i just think of drake's um oh, show in summer Washington. 16 yeah no, that no. summer 16 tour was flames <laughs> man that was unreal. yeah i mean this guy i gotta see live 100 percent. that's that's a big mistake i've made 100 percent. yeah oh my god I mean, totally but yeah. yeah oh my god that's so funny that you met bj and brent yeah i, I mean we had an incredible evening. all the time yeah. i speak to bj all the time she's like one yeah. of my closest friends I love yeah her so i mean th that one we'll talk a little more after like we wrap up but i, I want to i do want to ask what's what's next for melody you are going on a trip maybe you want to talk about that yeah so i'm literally leaving um tomorrow like at 5 a.m to go to scotland i'm going to glasgow and then i'm going to take the train up to edinburgh um I'm actually, this is a spontaneous trip. I've been saying actually for like, since the past couple of months, I've been saying that I'm going to take a trip in April or May. And then it's actually Ramadan right now in the yeah, UAE. It yeah. or, well, it's Ramadan around Everywhere. the world, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit slower right now, like just in general, like Dubai is a little bit more quiet. And so I just thought it was the perfect time. Um, one of my closest friends, she's from Glasgow. So she's a Scottish gal. Um, and she's, they actually, I was actually meant to go home with her for Christmas, but that kind of fell through. Um, and literally like last week, cause I've been saying, I want to go on a trip and I was going to book a book something anyways. And she was like, why don't you just come with me? I'm going like back. Um, so I booked a flight and here we go. So I'm actually going with her. Um, but she's going back for a, a wedding. So she has like family commitments, but I am excited. It's totally fine. Cause I'm like, I will go explore by myself. Yeah. And then I also, because like due to living out in Dubai and meeting so many different people and keep, like, I really do try to maintain like connections. Mm -hmm. um, one of my really good friends, her name's Lara. She also lives out in, out in Scotland. I'm going to go meet her. And then I do have some friends up in Edinburgh. So I'm going to go, um, by myself, I think up to Edinburgh and go obviously explore and then probably meet up with them. But I'm so excited. Like, honestly, yeah. it's wild because I, for some, I've been like, it's like a joke. Like I've been adopted by the Scots, I feel like out here. So I'm finally going to like see the land yeah. of the Scots. <laughs> if, you, if you get the Scottish accent, then I think you're golden because I was just being oh, with yeah. family. And I mean, that's Scottish accent is just, I mean, slight so work. It's nothing now. I remember, you know, what's funny is I told Kay this, like the girl I'm going with to uh, Scotland tomorrow. Um, I told her, like, I remember the day that I met her and I remember thinking, what the hell is this girl saying? Like, well, she that's true too. You, you can barely understand them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, I don't even clock her accent now. It's like, I'm just so used to it. If I hear an American accent, I'm like, oh my God, this it's is you. wild. There's another like, one. That's yeah. weird for me. <laughs> So. Well, it looks like the adventure bug does not stop, which hopefully yeah. never. Stops. I mean, one day it'll stop, but until that day, continue. And you know, I'm a very, I'm a very spontaneous person too. Like, I almost prefer that I book this last week and I'm just going, so I don't have too much. Even like my last solo trip to Europe that I did in August, yep. I had a one way flight book to Milan in Italy. Well, yeah, I remember that one way flight. Yeah, I had a one-way flight booked. I had no idea what I was doing. I went to Milan. I ended up staying there for three days. Um, I ended up taking the train up to Switzerland. And then I was like, where do I want to go from here? I love Italy. Like, I have an Italian. Oh, Italy is my favorite country, like, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm half Italian. I don't know. My mom is. Oh, I didn't know my, that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, my mom is 100% Italian. Like, 100%. So, I am half Italian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, mean, that's awesome, I, just have, and I have family there as well. I've actually gone to see them a few years back. And I met them multiple times though, because they've come to the States when I lived there. But um, 
yeah, I took a train up to Switzerland. And then after that, I was like, I just love Italy. I want to go back to Italy. So I ended up going to uh, Bologna. And then my first solo European trip that I did, I think it was 2019. um, I went on this wine tour in Florence because I'm a wine connoisseur. This is one thing I can't wait for Scotland. I cannot wait for the grape. Oh, my God. I cannot. They have good wine in Scotland. Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be cool. I I've been told that. at least. I mean, yeah. the Scottish culture is literally just drinking. So here we go. Well, there you I've go. been detoxing. So I probably should have been building up my tolerance the past few days. But here we go. Mm. It is what yeah. it is. Ready for anything. But um, mm-hmm. I actually went on this so in Florence. I went on this solo um, or this wine tour out of Tuscany. And it was like dedicated to solo travelers. And I made friends with people on this trip that I still keep or on that wine tour that I still keep in contact with. Um, and actually the girl that I met on that trip, she was from New Zealand and she was the one. And I never knew this on all my travels. I never knew that you could like get a visa and go live in another country. She was the one that told me. And I remember this was in 2019. And I remember after Florence, I went down to Rome and I remember the day I was sitting in my hotel room in Rome and there was like the wildest epiphany that came over me. And I remember I grabbed my phone, texted my mom, and I was like, I'm moving to another country. And she was like, go for it. Mm. Parents are always so supportive of everything I right. do, which I'm so grateful for. Right. But um, anyways, so I wanted to go on the same wine tour because I had such a good experience. So I went back to Tuscany and Florence. And then from there, I ended up flying to Amsterdam and I was, I keep in contact with another girl that I met in Dubai who moved back to Dublin. She's an Irish girl. Her name's Rachel. And she, I was like, do you want to meet me in Amsterdam? So I ended up staying in Amsterdam for one night by myself. And then we stayed together for two nights, which was fun. Also just nice to like catch up and stay, Mm -hmm. like keep in contact with another friend. And then from Amsterdam, I have a weird attachment to Germany too. I don't know why I love Germany so much. Um, I was like, I just want to go back to Germany. So I went Mm. to Cologne and ended up extending my trip longer than expected. And then bought a trip, like literally the day before I came back to Dubai, I bought my plane ticket. I just, I didn't have anything planned. I literally just took it day by day. So, and it, that's the kind of thing that I like to do. I don't like to overthink. Yeah. Yeah. I think you over plan or overthink you ruin things just honestly, Wherever the river takes you, just flow. Well, That's how I, lo- I look forward to the day when you're in your 80s and you're still doing this. That's going to be exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Like, I, I'm all about it. You just, I mean, go. Like, yeah. The I mean, world I, is your playground. It's it true. Is the, like, it's your playground, 100%. Life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Master your mind and the world becomes your playground. Or master something like yeah. this. But, yeah, once you're good up here, a lot of the other stuff falls in place. That's super exciting, yeah. I think. You're kind of inspiring me now. I'm thinking, ah, why am I still in DC? That's another. You know, it's crazy but, because you know. people also think that because of where I'm living, I mean, Dubai can be kind of a super superficial place, and I'm the farthest thing from that. Like, hmm. I think people have a perception because of Dubai. They think of like all these, like all Dubai girl is like a thing, etc. But I am honestly, I love to camp. I like to rough it. I like to stay in hostels. I backpack. I like like less is more. Like. Don't get me wrong. I like the nice thing here and there, but I am a very less is more. There's no joke. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Last June, was it last May or June? I actually was like, I think I'm done with Dubai. Like, 
I don't know if this place is necessarily for me. It's kind of like, like I said, it's very like kind of shallow. Like I've found my place in it and I built my own life and I, there's times where I love it, but there's also times where I'm like, I don't know why I'm here still, but at the mm. moment I am loving it. Um, and I was going to sell everything that I owned, everything. And I was going to go work on a vineyard in Italy. I was going to. Literally, was oh my god, that sounds like the yeah, dream. The only that would be better if is that if it, this was that was in Capri. That's it. Oh my god, yeah. To, oh my god, Capri would be amazing. I've not been to Capri. That's where I want to retire. If I ever do, that's my dream. Yeah. I would love to go there. That is definitely a place. <laughs> we'll party there when we're in our seventies. We'll do that. We'll, we'll go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, holler, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but I was going to. I would literally. I'm not even joking. I remember. My ever like I literally went as far as I was speaking to my aunt who lives in Italy. She works for the Italian government. The only re and I remember I was so chill because I do believe like everything that's like what's meant for you won't miss you. Everything happens for Oof. a reason. Damn, I do believe good. that, that is really good. Want, wow. Yeah, if you want something, Oof. you do need to go out and get it. But equally, like what's meant for you absolutely will not miss you. That's fact. And I kept wow. I remember speaking to one of my friends and I was like. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then it's not meant for me and it's totally fine. Like genuinely what, like I was like flipping a dice, whatever happens here happens. And because of COVID and the restrictions that with the United States passport, I actually couldn't enter the country. My family actually tried. Cause she, like I said, she works for the United, uh, the Italian government. There's nothing that they could do. So I was like, okay, that's like God's way of telling me that I'm supposed to stay in Dubai. There's a reason. So I did, and I'm I'm just, and I'm glad I did though because now I think in terms of like even my job like I've I've never loved the job more like I love where I work it's a very positive environment I'm loving mm. what I'm doing mm. like like I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends all day when I'm just doing their hair and it's just I honestly it's it's a great it's great like everything really does happen for a reason mm. so and I also think if you go in with like a mindset of just trust the process like it just trust like the universe kind of like it will mm. it will guide you like i think that if you're ever in a crossroads in life just like look look around you like i swear the earth will like it will show you signs it will guide mm. you so what's, what's meant for you will not miss you that one yeah that, that's all that's really incredible well yeah yeah that, that's really but even i that really had to write that like that situation like the moral of all of that was I was going to just go live on a vineyard and just literally yeah. like make wine. Like how fire would that be? I think it like simplicity is key. Like I do like the here and there, like big extravagant thing, but I'm so like, honestly, I think I could like live in a, a tent. I swear I could, I'm a hippie. Like it's the craziest <laughs> thing. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like I'm inspired by travels, not things, not money, mm. not items, nothing materialistic. Like it's yeah, the furthest yeah. thing. No, Which mean, is one reason 100%. why I said sometimes I, I wonder if I belong here because Dubai is very much that, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be your home base and then you could dabble in other areas and stuff like that. That's the plan. Yeah, that is I the mean, plan. That's what I'm trying to work on as well. But I mean, really just What's meant for you will not miss you. That I think that may be the title because that was so fire. That was incredible. Oh my god! Absolutely, I, I love Please. that. Well, I mean, you know, it, like it's a similar saying, right? That it's, it's 
if it's meant to be, it'll come or something like that. But what's meant for you will not miss you, meaning that there's kind of searching. It's sort of this mutual searching and yearning for one another, right? Maybe your purpose um, or your destiny, let's say, and yourself, and how do they kind of cross and meet in the middle? So that's, exactly. that's really powerful. I, I really like that a lot. It's great. Yeah. Where where do uh, where do people find you if they want to connect with you or hear about your travel? Oh. Where's your um, where's your place in Dubai? If they are ever in Dubai and need to do their hair, where do they go? Oh, the salon. The salon. It's called the, literally it's called the Salon Dubai. We're massive out here too. Like it mm. is the place to be, trust me. Like I the salon is we have eleven locations. I'm located in JBR. Okay. Um which JBR Beach Residences. Like there's like little like communities like within Dubai, if that makes sense. So JBR. Um and then my Instagram is all things Melody. That's pretty much the only social media that I have. Right. I have Facebook, but that's for family. So yeah, it's funny because like all of them are so different. Facebook's like family and church and grandparents. Yeah. Instagram sort of like you just show what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty like active on the Instagram stories. I don't really post on the grid much, but the grid. Wow, I had I don't think yeah. I've ever heard anyone call it that. I mean, you're really? right. You're, I, well, you're right. You're accurate. It is the grid form where it's the three pictures, right? like in a row. So you're right. I just, I've never heard someone say that literally. I don't think ever. Really? You know, what's so crazy. <laughs> there's so many like sayings and I know that I keep bringing this up, but like, there's so many cultures out here that I feel like I could go anywhere in the world and someone could speak to me and say, like, make a comment, like in a different way. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of it. There's so many examples. I can't even like, like the other day I was saying, speaking to a friend and I was like, Oh, they're going on about that. And it's like, that's, I wouldn't say, I, or having a go, like if someone's like oh, having, having a go, go yeah, go. yeah, yeah, like that's like not right. a statement that I would say, but I understand it. Mm. And there's like, yeah, like I'm very cultured, I think is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. You, you're able to understand someone when they're speaking maybe the same like language, English, but even the slang, you kind of are able to connect based off your experience yeah. traveling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or even like I'm gonna pick you up. Like one of my friends the other day was like, if I said that I'm gonna come pick you up. That means I'm gonna physically lift you in the air. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no way! Like, so, yes, yes, like just different expressions and that's sayings. That's wild. It's so funny. That's wild. Wow. Okay, that is very wild. I I wouldn't think that either. But exactly to the point where there's different ways to kind of you're saying the same thing, but you're not saying it. But if you're aware enough, you kind of get the idea of what they're trying to convey. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's very beautiful. Wow, that, I mean, this got deep pretty quick. First, um, what's what's meant for you will not miss you. And then now we're talking language. Okay, here I mean. Honestly, now we're getting meta. Now we're getting meta. Well, then we'll say just before we conclude, gratitude. Just want to say, Melody, thanks for being just awesome. Uh, someone throughout this journey of life, the past six years, well, or eight years, right? It was about eight years. Eight, um, almost. You know, I'm almost twenty nine. This is crazy. Yeah, that is why. And and, and the I, cruise 100%. was in the summer. Yeah, I was twenty whenever I met you for sure because I remember when we went on the cruise. Yeah. The legal drinking age in America is 21 and I couldn't get the alcohol package. And I was so upset about it because mm. I was like, oh, you know, when you're 21 and you well, just want to like. It, it's funny because when me and my friend did, we, you know, it's international waters. So different rules kind of. We didn't get this package, but we ended up staying in the same room. And, you know, you open up the wine bar or whatever. You say, oh, my gosh, all these free drinks. This is so great. Yeah. And we go through it. And then at the end, his my friend's dad goes, dude what is this $850 bill? Where did this come from? Oh my God. Yes. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Literally. So, 
remember Amanda bringing, like, buying us rounds, too. My mom was, like, fuming because she, like, racked up a huge bill or something yeah, like that. It's tough. It's oh, tough. my God. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, there's so much so, we, can, we can dive in. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, yeah. thanks for just, I mean, continuously uh, being self-reflective and finding ways to uh, take that leap and not letting society constrain you or your upbringing and stuff like that. And being focused, like, tunnel vision but receptive towards things that come from your sides. Like you have a focus, although you're receptive towards other ideas, which beautiful. I I love that. So appreciate it. Thanks a bunch for this one. And then we conclude with the last bit is what is a nugget of wisdom? A little last bit of advice. If you had to give someone, it's your last day on earth. You have this one nugget of wisdom to give to someone so that they can elevate their lives and become mythologically Incredible, like Zeus, the the character. What what would you say? Listen to your mother. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. I mean, if you want to keep your hair, please do. I mean, I mean honestly, that is that is definitely one. Um. Oh my. Last, if it was like the la- my last day on Earth. Um. And it read it on your let's say on your tombstone. You give one nugget of wisdom. One last message you'd want to share. What would you say? On my tombstone. Oh my or if you're going to be cremated, a message that could be broadcasted by a helicopter on something like this. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like it's like, I hate these cliche sayings, but I just sure. feel like be yourself and follow your heart, honestly. Or yeah. maybe just what's for you won't miss you because I do believe in that. I, that one, I think you should really, you should write a book for this. What's meant for you will not miss you. Yes. That, you like, know, that is so it, great. I need to actually say this because I think I told you that I started journaling in January, 2021. Yeah. I love to write. This is something that I've only discovered like last year is I love to write. And I have so many thoughts all the time, so many things. And I feel like me writing it down, I I can just expand on that. And I very, like very seriously considered writing a book about my life. Mm. Like very seriously, I've considered doing this, especially like, or just my experience in Dubai, because I could literally write a book on my experience here from start to finish. And it would mm. be intriguing, I feel like, for so many people. Yeah. So, so if people want to make that jump and maybe not to Dubai, but just go somewhere else and they have a family or there's some story they tell themselves as to why they are not taking that decision or going for something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, go for it. Definitely go for it. This this is a yeah. this is where it's built. So we'll say What's meant for you will not miss you. Is that the nugget we can leave with? Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely. I think that's perfect, actually. Yeah, I mean, really, what's meant for you won't miss you. I, I I love it. Well, Miss Melody, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, Zeus with Bruce. Bye, everybody. Bye.